Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Have you been following us? You saw my car, I saw your legs. Now look, I ain't stalking y'all, but I didn't say it wasn't a wolf. Is there anybody in this place you could vouch for to give me a ride home? Fair lady, your chariot awaits. He's got style. Do I frighten you? This is my scar. It's your car. And he's got a set of wheels. Is it safe? Mine's better than safe. Stealth-proof. To die for. Which way are you going? Left or right? Right, right. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Hi. Well, because it was a 50-50 shot on whether you'd be going left or right. But since you're going the other way, I'm afraid you're going to have to start getting scared immediately. From Quentin Tarantino, the director of Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill, comes Death Proof. This car is 100% Death Proof. likes the way you move, then he decides, oh, I gotta catch me my other girlfriend, the way you die, his method is brutal, his weapon is speed, but his latest targets are about to fight back, <laughs> let's kill this bastard, you know what he lets you go, Tarantino's Death Proof. Ladies, that was fun! Due to a scheduling conflict, this week's Tubi Tuesday is more of a throwback Tubi Thursday. Uh, so without further ado, here's this week's film currently available on Tubi TV. Today I'm looking at writer and director Quentin Tarantino's 2007 high-octane horror film Death Proof, following two separate sets of young women who are stalked by the serial killer Stuntman, known simply as Stuntman Mike, played by Kurt Russell. Serving as one of two feature films released as part of Grindhouse, that being Death Proof and Robert Rodriguez's zombie action horror film Planet Terror. While Death Proof's premise couldn't be simpler, it stands as a remarkable achievement for a director unaccustomed to horror taking their skill set and applying it in an uncompromising manner that translates flawlessly. The film is broken up into two sections, each following a different group of young women whose stuntman Mike is stalking. The film's structure and flow is not unlike other Tarantino films, as it's mostly a camera hanging out in a room with a group of people having conversations. But in traditional Tarantino fashion, all that could possibly need to be known about these characters is conveyed in their dialogue. We get to know Arlene, played by Vanessa Ferlito, Jungle Julia, played by Sydney Portier, and Shanna, played by Jodran Ladd, who stop at a bar before heading out for their girls' weekend at Shauna's Lake House. We spend nearly an hour with the girls at the bar as they pound shots and make plans for the evening. The entire course of this scene can feel aimless, but it's a controlled aimless that entertains and never allows the audience to feel bored. 
We're just in a room with people and seeing how they behave, just like he is. The he being stuntman Mike. And we're given a rather close-up and personal introduction to him as he shovels a Nacho Grande Supreme platter into his mouth, the camera being far too close to his mouth as he sloppily masticates as he enjoys his meal. Rocking a silver race car jacket and donning a scar over his left eye, stuntman Mike's appearance is that of a man out of time. A throwback, if you will. Someone who seems to be stuck in the past. But more so than his look, it's his cool and calm demeanor that doesn't necessarily strike you as sinister. Eccentric and awkward, but he doesn't exactly scream serial killer. But as the audience and fellow bar patron Pam will shortly learn, stuntman Mike has one thing on his mind, that being high-speed murder. Mike obliges Pam's request for a ride home, though of course, he isn't doing this out of the kindness of his heart but rather to fill the void inside himself that is only filled by killing young women with his car. After giving Pam a brief tour of his literal death-proof vehicle, a 1970s Chevy Nova with the skull and lightning bolts on the hood, he places her in the passenger seat separated from the driver's seat by a piece of plexiglass. She's in the crash box, the section of the stunt vehicle often reserved for a film camera. See, to get the full benefit of the car's death-proof nature, you really want to be in the driver's seat. In what I find to be one of Kurt Russell's most chilling line deliveries probably ever, he simply asks Pam upon pulling up to a fork in the road, well Pam, which way you going, left or right? And unfortunately for Pam, she chooses wrong. Which results in Mike revealing that he has no intentions of driving her home, rather he begins speeding erratically and slamming on the brakes, essentially killing a non-seatbelt wearing Pam with the momentum his car is generating. It's a creatively disturbing kill that somehow feels tonally in line with Tarantino's dark humor, but is completely sold by Russell's performance. His indifference to the brutality he's inflicting on this poor, vulnerable woman really highlights stuntman Mike's leaving a toxic streak of misogyny across the entire film. But luckily, he'll shortly meet his match. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. Now, Death Proof employs a grindhouse aesthetic, which is heavily reliant on a pulpy tone that revels in its ability to be self-aware, while never farcically so. The film's presentation is also grainy, with cracking running down the screen at times, along with occasionally awkward jump cuts or edits. The film was physically scratched to achieve its dirty look, rather than digitally scratching the film footage. Which, let's be honest, who's really surprised Tarantino would go to these lengths to get this effect? This may sound as if the film's presentation is distracting, but it settles the viewer into Death Proof's aura, as if to say, hey, we're here to have fun. It's fucking gnarly fun, but it's fun all the same. The awkward jump cuts are also sparingly used, which allows the moments that employ it to be very effective. For example, the second instance of stuntman Mike using his car to kill is masterfully captured. As he barrels down on the first group of victims' vehicle, he turns on his headlights at the last moment before slamming head-on into them with his death-proof ride. This scene replays the crash four separate times back-to-back, -back, each time at a slightly different angle, showing the impact the crash has on each of the victims inside. It's the second instance of violence in almost an hour, but goddamn if it is not effectively gnarly in showing the importance of wearing seatbelts in the most brutal of means. Then again, when the other car is going 120 miles an hour, a seatbelt isn't really going to do much for you. 
The film then jumps 14 months into the future, and we see a new cast of potential victims for stuntman Mike, who is relocated from Texas to Lebanon, Tennessee. It all feels like a familiar setup which reinforces stuntman Mike's pattern. He really is ingrained in his ways. He finds a gaggle of beautiful women, he stalks them, and then attempts to run them down on the road. Except now he has his own script flipped on him. Without ruining much of the ending, this fantastic flipping of the script where the hunter becomes the hunted and is revealed to be the sniveling coward he's been all along is masterfully handled. It's always enjoyable to watch a wounded predator take a taste of their own medicine, and in this case, it's an all-time caliber ass-whooping from the femme fatales who weren't what he was expecting. The film concludes with a fantastic final 20-minute chase scene that shows Tarantino's ability to shoot familiar but kinetic action that makes for a V8-fueled smash-em-up highway derby nightmare. A pure adrenaline-pumping nightmare, if you will. Death Proof is a film that I can't believe I hadn't watched sooner, given just how remarkable of a job Tarantino did for his first time at the director's helm of a horror film. Granted, I shouldn't be too surprised given he's somewhat of a successful filmmaker, but at no point does it feel like he's making a sacrifice to his own unique brand of filmmaking. It also never feels as if he's attempting to imitate other horror films. He's true to his own sensibilities and style influences, and it makes all the difference in the world for the film. So if you're in need of a Tarantino classic that's a bit more abstract than what he usually produces, but is equally refined, check out Death Proof while it's streaming on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits' ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review, and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service, and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit, and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.